Welcome to the Hustler Podcast. My name is Ali, and today is Thursday, August 5th. And we're going to begin by covering NBA free agency. And I gotta give it up to the dumbest team of the year, the New Orleans Pelicans. If you are the New Orleans Pelicans... This is honestly, this is one of the biggest reasons why LeBron has earned more respect in my eyes as time has gone by. Because think about everybody that this guy has worked with other than the people in Miami. Okay? Other than the people in Miami. His, his title that he won in Cleveland... And all the finals that he was able to make in Cleveland with such an idiot GM. Clearly Griffin does not know what he's doing. And in and if you look back in Cleveland, he did not do any better at all. The only difference was he had LeBron James who erased a lot of his mistakes. And in New Orleans, Zion is going to be able to erase a lot of his mistakes. But he's so young. He's such a rookie. Like a so fresh that he hasn't been able to develop properly. And the New Orleans is going to lose him. And the fact that New Orleans still has a basketball team is sickening. Nobody would care, not even New Orleans themselves would care if they got moved to Seattle. So just do it already. It's a lose-lose for everybody to keep them in New Orleans. You move them to Seattle, you might have a chance to keep Zion. Honestly, that's the only way that I think the Pelicans, and of course by firing Griffin, who's been a total disaster since the moment he stepped there. A total disaster. And I believe because he has unchecked power there. But be honest with yourself. What other, like, decisions the more you see the people that were around LeBron coaching, organization wise, all that, you're like, these guys after him never looked good they never did that's why I have to respect that's why LeBron keeps earning my respect man Year after year, I respect that. Per- I respect him even more as a player for what he does and what he brings to an organization. And the way he covers all the mistakes up. And now people are like, oh, look at them. They're all stacked up. Brooklyn got stacked last year. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, 
and James Harden, they got him to trade. And he demanded to go there. He could have went to freaking Philly if he wanted. He didn't want. He wanted to go straight to Brooklyn. And the funny part about Harden is he might end up the guy without the ring. If the Lakers stay healthy, they have a great chance to come out of the West, right? And Westbrook is out in the West. Giannis already got his ring. So Harden could never, I already went through this, but Harden can no longer talk to Giannis. And if Westbrook gets one too, ooh. Harden, Harden, Harden. Harden and Chris Paul might as well just have been together and stayed together. They, they should have, but they didn't. And Chris Paul, everybody should get their money, go for your money, secure the bag. But like, if you're taking and if you're taking that type of money right now, how is your team gonna get any better? Any better? Like, come on, man. Like, I really have to admit, seeing, like, you can't tell me if Giannis and Chris Paul were in the same position, Giannis wouldn't take a pay cut. He would have. So that's why I'm glad that Giannis won that title. I'm glad that Milwaukee's walking around with a championship edge. And you've seen, if you watch the Olympics, I've watched, I've caught two, the last two games. Uh, the last game, Drew Holiday is the guy that's popping off with Kevin Durant. It's not Dame Lillard. Because as we will always learn and see, in the NBA, size matters. Size matters in the NBA. I don't care what analytics tell you, how they try to show you and move and this and that. Size matters. And unfortunately, Dame Lillard, he's not a big guy. He has a huge heart. But he can only take you so far. And I don't know. I know Dame wants to build a team in Portland. But come on, man. Like, he must have come to the realization that he needs somebody bigger than him. He needs, like, a Jokic. That's what Dame needs. If I was Dame, I'd try to go to Denver, man. And... And give and get Portland to get like Murray. Yeah, yeah, that's where I would try to be going. If you're Dame, let me know what other spots you think Dame should be go or Philly. You know, we all heard Philly. Obviously, Dame and Philly would be amazing. It would be the best if we can get Dame with Philly. Because James Harden was in Philly with Embiid was going to be nice too. But 
Damon and Bede, those two guys are monsters. And they want things so bad. I would love to see those two together. Let me know what other destinations you think would be great for Dame Lillard. You know the email. It's in the description. Yeah. The Andre, speaking of Philly, I gotta talk about the Andre Drummond. Have you guys seen the video that's circulating around? The first time Andre Drummond, he's in the, uh, uh, he goes to say hi to Embiid in the workout, in the workout room. And Embiid's face, like, is disappointed. He's like, what is going on here? Like, now we gotta act like we're brothers? I do not understand that. I Andre Drummond is not the kind of guy that's going to be good for your team chemistry. He's not. And Doc Rivers has huge team chemistry problems. Doc Rivers' teams always hate each other. They always hate each other. That's a fact. They always end up hating each other. And now you're bringing two guys that don't get along to begin with. And if you don't think Andre Drummond... Like... I don't know what's going on in Philly. New York... I feel bad because New York looked... New York was pretty much the leftovers. They got the photocopy versions of Chicago's players. They both went for DeRozan. Chicago ends up with DeRozan. New York ends up with Fournier. Alright. Cool, 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 cool. Well, Chicago went for Lonzo. New York went for... New York ended up with Kemba Walker. Now, Kemba Walker's deal is probably not going to be a long deal. Julius Randle's pretty much in a earn it, show me what you got season this year. Evan Fournier secured a three-year deal, so his motivation. And I don't know what they saw in him good for them uh, in New York Miami with with their signings Miami's not better than Milwaukee and they're not better than Brooklyn in the East and depending on what happens with Ben Simmons and Philly Jimmy Butler is a great player But Jimmy Butler is not an Embiid-level player. Jimmy Butler is not Kevin Durant or James Harden or even Kyrie Irving. He really isn't. And in a seven-game series in the playoffs, Giannis now knows, like, the championship swag is so underrated. I'm telling you. And the only way I've been able to realize and see it was with the Raptors. 
when I saw it firsthand, I was like, oh my god. And if you listen to my previous podcast, I've been saying the only reason I sort of did not want Milwaukee to win was because I did not want them to have that swagger from now on. Giannis is too young to be moving around with that championship swagger. But he did it. And you got, like, you go up an extra couple of XP points. You do. When you win a chip. Now, Celtics, pretty much what we've seen from the Celtics... I'm not going to complain because it just shows us that Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge were definitely not on the same page. They were not. And Danny Ainge clearly did not have the pulse of the team. I was reporting it from before the end of last season. I've been saying Tristan Thompson was a negative, had a huge negative effect on the team, was always out, irresponsible. They thought he was going to come in and show some veteran leadership, and he turned out to be, like, the biggest kid out of all of them. So, Tristan Thompson, boom, bring back Ennis Cantor. The the guy from that, like, a lot of their signings, Shows you that Steve Brad Stevens is isn't threatened for his job. I think he sort of has a plan in place, and he's not just trying to please the fans and show us that he knows what he's doing in there. To be honest, the moves that he's made are are season moves. My Raptors, uh, we don't even know what we're getting back from the uh, Lowry sign-in trade. So, a lot of pieces are still out there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, I love what's what's been going on with Kawhi Leonard. The narrative is being flipped on Kawhi. Because one thing that Kawhi misunderstood is... If you want to become a diva, you better win. And Kawhi became a diva, and he hasn't won for L.A. He hasn't done it, man. And he wasn't with his fans, and Kendrick Perkins is now going off on him. You're getting a bunch of ex-players going off on him. And... We're obviously not going to hear a response back from Kawhi. And I think this is all uh, going back to the story of Kawhi Leonard. Russell Westbrook called Kawhi, telling him that he wanted to team up with him. What did Kawhi do? Kawhi ignored those phone calls and he called Paul George. And he told Paul George, yo, bro, Russell's trying to dip on you. Let's team up. I'd rather play with you than play with Russell. And he ignored Russell Westbrook's phone calls. So that's how Paul George ended up. Because then Paul George saw Westbrook and said, Oh, dang, dog, you were about to dip on me and leave me here? 
then Paul George ended up leaving to the Clippers. That story is now out there. And not a lot of people... I'm saying, I'm telling you, Kawhi has not been getting himself a lot of fans lately. He really hasn't. Winning cures a lot of things. And he hasn't been winning. And he hasn't been on the basketball court for quite a while. The tide is turning. I'm telling you, it's another reason why you have to respect LeBron James. It ain't easy to be able to call people up and actually get them to believe that they will win a title with you. It's not easy. And he can do it. Kevin Durant can do it. But I don't think Kevin Durant calls players like LeBron does. Because it's not Kevin Durant's job. But I'm just saying, like, that's a bonus to have. A guy that's willing to call players and make them believe Lakers are going to be must-see TV this year. They will be must-see TV. And my thing about this year is Giannis winning had to have been the biggest wake-up call for Anthony Davis. There's nothing that Giannis can do that Anthony Davis isn't better at. Think about that. As great as Giannis is, there's nothing that Giannis can do that Anthony Davis is not better at. Except stay healthy. And I think he sees that this year... That could have been him having that 50 game. And maybe we'll finally see out of Anthony Davis what we saw out of Giannis. If he stays healthy and they have the bodies to keep him. And if he's willing to finally play the five. Giannis took on Aiton, wasn't scared, wanted the five. Let's go, let's do this. We know Anthony Davis can do it. Is he ready to finally take over for LeBron James? Come on. Is this the year? Let me know your thoughts. Ali, A-L-I, 11kameha, K-M-A-I-H-A, at gmail.com. Do you think this is the year we get a breakout Anthony Davis MVP year? If not, who do you have running for the early MVPs? And remember, narratives play a big role. Giannis... Giannis or Anthony Davis? Let me know. The NFL is upon us. 
Uh, like I said earlier in my introduction, today is the Hall of Fame game. So it's only right to talk about some of the biggest headlines that are going on in the NFL. I started off with the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. The NFL has put out a, ma- a mandate saying that any player that ends up getting COVID during the season and it causes them to have to miss out on a game and they end up not being vaccinated, the team will be held responsible and they will end up being a loss on their schedule. This is just pretty much putting it out there to all the players, to all the teams, letting them know like, hey, get everybody vaccinated. We don't want to be rescheduling games during the season. So, we have some significant players, uh, some high-profile ones like Kirk Cousins uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. He is hasn't taken his vaccine shots, and his head coach has been complaining about it, putting it out there saying, hey, I wish my leader, my captain, Kirk Cousins, uh, is, would get vaccinated so we can have him here to get on with practice. And so this year could be different from last year. That's going to play a huge role this season. And I think we're going to see gambling. This is going to affect gambling in a weird way. Are you going to be able to look up how many teams, uh, what percentage of their players have been vaccinated and which haven't? Because if you, because that's going to play a big role in fantasy drafts. Do you want to draft somebody that's unvaccinated in fantasy, knowing that there's a huge chance that they might not be able to play for two weeks, if not longer? Because if you're not vaccinated, you don't get to cut shortcuts. You don't get to come back within like three days of uh, testing negative. You have to do 14 days and all positive tests, after, uh, negative tests afterwards. Canada just legalized gambling. A lot of states have legalized gambling to try to earn back that tax revenue and make up that tax income back. So what's going to happen? Are they going to let us know if people, players have been vaccinated or not? I know one thing's for sure. I ain't picking Cole Beasley, and I am definitely not drafting Kirk Cousins. Other news. In other news in the NFL, the Carson Wentz injury. As soon as Carson Wentz went down and was announced that it'll need 5 to 12 weeks, whose name did we hear come up? Mr. Nick Foles, Nick Foles foaming at the mouth, 
to get traded to Indianapolis because he's currently sitting third on the depth chart. And he is comfortable with the Colts offense. It's the same. It's the one that led them to the Super Bowl. The head coach was his offensive coordinator in Philly. And what does what does ESPN open up with? Should the Colts baby Wentz like Philly did and not bring in Nick Foles? Let's be honest here. If you're the Colts, you want things to work out with Carson Wentz, but nothing so far has given you any reason to believe that it might work. And if he doesn't play or doesn't start a certain amount of games and completes a certain amount of passes, then you don't have to give up a first-round pick for him. Saying all that to say, obviously you bring in Nick Foles. You owe nothing to Carson Wentz. And if Carson Wentz cannot beat out Nick Foles, then Carson Wentz does not deserve to be your starting quarterback. It's easy, it's simple, it's not that difficult. Competition, baby. If you're not better than Nick Foles, then you're not better than 31 other quarterbacks on a Sunday. Or a Monday, or a Thursday. But definitely no Tuesdays, because COVID does not exist this year. Because everybody's getting vaccinated. (laughs) NFL. Moving on, Trey Lance. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Pretty much everybody's been saying that Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes. He had high expectations coming in. They did move up to bring him in. But Lynch has said Garoppolo has been also playing out of his mind. And the best that they've seen him play. While Kyle Shanahan on the other hand also said that it'll be very, very hard for Trey Lance to learn everything in time for game one of the regular season. So, I'm pretty sure they're going to be sticking to Jimmy Garoppolo. But I don't think they're going to be giving him any wiggle room. They will snatch Jimmy Garoppolo out of there, but I don't think they will be trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the Colts. Alright, that's all the NFL news headlines that are interesting so far. Uh, Let me know if there's a headline that I missed. Send me your funny NFL headlines or whatever you find interesting. Send them to Ali Ali eleven one one Kameha K M A I H A at gmail.com. Thank you. Merci.